All right. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Um, want to say thank you, Lauren, very much. Uh, making yeah. yourself to be available again uh, to chat with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me down. Um, it's good to see that you're pushing this forward. Um, mm. I'm very supportive of that. Yeah, cool. So continue to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. very good. Yeah, we'll do, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I was really surprising since we started doing this video thing. Yeah. Um, it's getting like probably about uh, at least five times more oh, yeah. views and plays yeah, cool. uh, with the visual medium. And oh, so, that's great. Yeah, and it's still there, obviously, on that's Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts and Google yeah. and all that kind of stuff if people want that. But, that's it. yeah, the, the yeah, video yeah. is really, really taking off. No, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just get more and more streamlined as you go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Well, listen, um, I know I'd uh, front-load you before. Yeah. But my hope today was to tap into mm. uh, some of your knowledge and thinking and experience on – what it means to be a good training partner. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I, I, I think back over the years of training different martial arts yep. and, and things like that. And you know, it's, it's good when it's good. And every once in a while it, it gets really challenging or difficult. Yeah. And you, you know, sometimes it might be the other person, sometimes it might be you, but yeah, yeah. one of the things I've really noticed in Sistema in particular to how you teach Sistema yep. is that there's a couple really nice language points and techniques that I've seen you use in terms of like trying to get the most out of your training for yourself, but also how to work with somebody, yeah. how to work at different levels. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought, you know, that'd be a good idea for us to lay some of this down. It might be an interesting kind yes. of point. Yeah. Yeah. Very important things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know where, where do you think we'd like to start? Do, do you have any, well, any general ideas off the top or the first thing that came to my mind when you were asking about how to be a good training partner, mm-hmm. um, was just the simple act of showing up to class. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've had success. We've had some struggles over the years, obviously, with what's been happening over the last couple of years with um, COVID in the country and whatnot. Um, we're, in a, we're in a space where we're um, dealing with a bit of the struggle at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say um, numbers-wise, we're at a bit of a low point. Um, doesn't change the way that I teach. Doesn't change the way that I think about um, what we do here with Sistema. Mm-hmm. But um, look, if you if you want to maximize uh, what you're getting from training, it's a it's just the simple fact of showing up. Yeah. Every every time that you can, mm. really putting your putting your foot, best foot forward um, and being available to your partners and the people in the class. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a really pragmatic place to start, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. Everybody does go through their ups and downs, don't they? Yeah, you know, it. peaks and valleys and oh, motivation. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really made me think, though, that this mm. is um, this is really something that I think a lot of clubs are experiencing right oh, now yeah. because that's of it. the pandemic and yeah, COVID yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, people are a bit gun shy about showing up and being around other people yeah. and getting close contact, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All that. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so I guess there's an element there where, yeah, yeah there's a little bit of, uh, fear or risk management for people, but it's yeah. so out of their control. Right. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was just, I was listening to a really nice talk from a, um, from a writer, his name is uh, James Clear, I, I'm thinking. He's written a book called Atomic Habits. Habits. Oh, I've heard of that book. Where he's just dialing into the mechanisms that are inside human beings um, for their drives. Do they, need, do they have inner drives? Do they have outer drives? Do they need to be pushed? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, 
and he 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 said this really nice line. He's people talk about uh, even with martial arts and whatnot or any sport. They're talking about um, endurance racing. Yeah, and everyone's kind of got the goal in mind. They, they, let's use we'll, we'll talk about sistema. Everyone wants to be the sistema master, but he says you really have to do reel it back. You have to be a you have to, the art that you need to master in the beginning is showing up. Okay. You have to you have to master that. You have to tell yourself it's it's Wednesday evening, it's five thirty. Mm-hmm. Why the heck am I sitting on the couch? I should be down at class. Mm-hmm. You're starting to build a habit into yourself. Um I I attune it to my need uh, at this point um with my medications with my diabetes. Yep. These are necessary things for me. Mm. I have to develop uh, or have developed the habit of Taking my I, two times a day, I take my medication every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. There's no breaks in that. I think I've in the last uh, year and a half, I've only missed it one time, mm-hmm. and that was just because I'd forgotten my little pack of stuff that I'm supposed to take with me. Okay, um, it's a I've developed it into a habit. Mm. It is now a, it is now a, I don't have to put my mind into it anymore. Yeah, I know at breakfast and I know at dinner that part of uh, my in, ingesting things into my body is I'm going to take this little pill. Mm. It's going to lower my glucose levels down on my liver. Yep. To keep things nice and balanced for myself. It's the same thing with this training. And, uh, and believe me, look, there's times when I don't want to show up to training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had gnarly days. Things are on my mind. Um, there's other pressures coming in from other parts of my life and, and almost the, it's like the the training for that day is being kind of pushed down the ladder of, of necessity here, mm-hmm. but then I always click into this is an, my training is a is a necessary part of my life because it helps me deal with all those other stresses that are being pushed down on top of me, whether that's work stress, general life things. Da 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 da. It's like this training has now become a form of medicine for me. Yeah. And I have to have it. If I don't have it, I don't feel good. Yeah. And I want to feel good in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just building in that routine and believing in it, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. it. I mean, how else do you, do you yeah, yeah. tangibly make progress, right? That's it. And I guess it, it it really brings up an interesting kind of idea is that when a person starts an endeavor, mm. you know, how they, they need to have a conception of how much time yeah. they need to be yeah. working that's on a, it right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i mean I, I, you know you always get thrown out that uh, th- at least three classes a week yeah that's a kind of rough yeah, outline yeah. right if you want to see you want to see the effects and the benefits yeah that's, it. that's i would say the that's your base yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. that's it yeah. that's the yeah i would say that's a good base for forward progress mm. Mm. yeah you're the problem starts to become as um, someone is running classes mm-hmm is that when we get on a good roll and people are showing up all the time, we can push forwards. Yeah. But when people start dropping out for various reasons and whatnot, you know, sometimes it is things that get in the way from their lives and whatnot. Sometimes it's the other end of the spectrum where it's just laziness. Mm. Um, then when people start dropping out and say, when they start floating back in, it's like, we got to start over again. So we've lost, mo- we start losing momentum. Yeah. Yeah. They start to have to reinvigorate and, and find within themselves kind of the foundational steps that the people that come down all the time are locking into themselves. Yeah. 
Um, as I've seen progress with a lot of people coming down over the years, um, I can see now that there's an auto, there's an autopilot happening for a lot of things mm-hmm. that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find myself having to say, relax, relax, relax anymore. That's a big shift. In the beginning of our studies, I would be in the middle of class just telling people, dude, you just got to relax. Yeah. You got to relax. And then I was starting, starting to find myself that as I'm saying that more and more, I'm like, am I relaxing? Mm. So I've, but over time, as people have grown, they've taken on board um, things that we're working on. Again, these foundational steps, um, the pillars they're starting to understand within themselves. I, ha- I I can focus less on that. Yeah, yeah, because it's in it's starting to ingrain it inside of themselves, mm-hmm. and then we can start to you know it's like we've we're, we're making a cake. We've got the insides of the cake, mm. and we can start to decorate it on the outside. We can yeah. put the icing on, and mm-hmm. all the little decorations and things like that. And that's the stuff that we're starting to get into quite a lot now yeah. Um, with our club specifically, where we're starting to take some of the, um, you know, and this just comes through talking to people about what they think their needs are. Okay. You know, just simple things like how do you lock someone's arm properly? How, yeah. do, you, how, do, you, how do you apply a choke? How do you use your body weight against them properly? It's all great. It's, it's great to experiment and play with all that, those things. Um, but a little bit of, a little bit of an outline to put to push people into that direction, mm. so it starts coming on a bit quicker, and then the same thing starts happening as what happened with their foundations. Mm. You know, you you show someone, um, you know, a simple uh, a simple choke and whatnot. Um, after a little while, if they start sticking with it, it's like you don't have to give them all the little pointers. Mm-hmm. Now they're back to the experimentation phase that yeah. they were enjoying before. Yeah, They've got a broad outline. We know we want to wrap our hand around the neck. What da, 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 da. We want to get control of the elbows. We want to use our body. Mm. They've got all those little bits and pieces into play. Mm-hmm. They know that they need to be there. Now it's about them going back to experimenting and how do they roll into that. Mm. And how do they start to apply those practicalities into controlling somebody it's, without having to to reach and grasp for something. Yeah. Because they know the steps are there. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It, every student's going to be a bit different. Oh, yeah. Right? So you yeah, might yeah. have somebody come in and That's it. like they have a, they got a base uh, yeah. to work from. Yeah, it yeah. might be different for different people, right? That's it. And then, um, you know, they may not need that. Yeah. Um, what they need is to how to reorient themselves yeah. in the work we do, right? Yeah, like that's are, it. are they being mindful of... Yeah. Tension, relaxation, structure, yeah. breathing, movement, all That's this kind of stuff, right? Um, but then, yeah, for some people who come in and then, you know, like New Zealand's an interesting example. Me yeah. and you're from North America. Yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of growing up where I did. Mm wrestling was easily available oh yeah right yeah, yeah. it was um, a big thing in high school yeah yeah and that's yeah. where that's where it came through for me right the end of elementary into high school that's it right um but like new zealand not as much right so yeah. i know i've noticed and training with the average kiwi mm. that um you know they're wrestling and grappling yeah you know is not quite there now that's changing that's it the landscape is changing oh now. yeah there's a lot more grappling brazilian jiu-jitsu that's it um all yep. that's kind of coming out and so it's growing right yeah that's it but I remember like, you know, early years in the club, mm. you know, your average, your average person was, um, really, really like a fish out of water Yeah, that's yeah, it. when it came to being on the ground. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah. Now there's a great old, um, just thinking of that, that little quote there, fish out of water. There's a great quote, uh, wrestling quotes. He says, um, uh, a wrestler talking he says, um, he says, I'm the shark. Mm. He says, most people don't even know how to swim. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's a level of proficiency they're looking at. 
Well, and and it's proven true in my yeah. experience when I've met a shark on the mats because that's it. They are, um, it, they're just beasts. That's it. They just it's, really are. Yep. It's yeah. stripped down. It's efficient. Yeah. Um, they're going right into what they need to go into to solve an issue. Mm. Yeah. There's some. Um, there's uh, there's a playful aspect to most of them, but um, they can cut that out pretty quickly. Yeah. When the going gets tough, and so it's the we start thinking about. Kind of what we're after today is with the the idea of being good training partners, showing up, and then it becomes communication. Is to me the next is the next step. Mm. We have to learn how to talk to each other, whether that is verbally expressing things or starting to pay attention to each other's bodies, movement, starting to look at a at a whole person, mm. um, about the information they're giving you. And then we're getting to those feedback loops of now information that I'm processing from them and then giving back to them. Yeah. Yeah. The idea being that um, in our club, I would say that uh, a big point of focus is my idea behind the, the that old adage about a, a chain is only as strong as his weakest link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want everybody in this club to be strong. Yeah, we want them to be resilient. We want need them to be uh, adaptive, versatile, being able to express themselves with the art that comes into these practices, mm-hmm. starting to use their own creativity and letting their own personalities come out. I mean, that's huge. Just those two things. Yeah. Uh, your ability to express yourself. That's it. Uh, authentically in a martial yeah, context. That's it. And creativity. Yeah, yeah. Are two huge, huge things. That's and it. if you think about it, like creativity, not so much. Everybody's going to experience that. Yep. Um, I always encourage people to, if they, they're having a hard time being creative, to mm. get a bit more playful. Yeah, that's it. That helps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but expression and self expression in a martial context is really difficult. Yeah. Um, because people don't want to hurt other people. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's very paradoxical yeah. because they'll come into a martial arts club and, um, they they want to learn to self defense or yeah. this or that, but then um, I would say ninety nine percent right are there and are actually really scared of yeah of uh, hurting somebody or letting themselves get to a point where they could have done that yeah that's it right yeah that's yeah. it um, yeah just from that that point of view it's it's interesting you know yeah. you're talking about the communication yeah yeah it made me think as well too that um, what we were talking about was like you know between partner to partner, yeah. right? And you learn a little bit of dialogue, right? Um, but there's a couple um, really helpful analogies that I've heard you use mm. um, to help facilitate that. Because yep. the in, in our club, you got different people from different um, uh, places, different experiences, different ages, mm-hmm. uh, genders, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm. Some people really like hard contact yeah some people are very scared of hard yeah. contact right that's it everybody gets mixed up you don't play favorites yeah. right so um what are some of the 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 ways that you tackle that as a teacher in terms of trying to get uh two people that might be in a different place yeah to be able to both have a good training experience uh, i've heard you use terms like let's talk about the dial yeah right that's so it. um that's the the old analogy. So talking about how much pressure or resistance yeah, essentially you're going to use, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus like the idea of a switch, right. So you flip the switch yeah, and then it's like all go, right. That's it. Um, but always not healthy. So 
I don't know. Can you talk to me a little bit about, cause you've, you've talked about that for years. You've always brought that up. Yeah. Um, can you share a little bit about like the idea of the dial and how you, how you explain it to people? Yeah. The, the dial comes in with ideas about self-management, I think is, is a big thing where we're not just putting blinders on all the time. We're, we're given a certain task to do. We're not just chucking up the blind, the blinders and, and, and using like a literal, uh, doing it in a literal context. We're actually asking you, obviously with dials, it is always good to start on the low end of things. Mm. Um, especially with relaxation. And that's a big part of what we're studying here. It is, it is good to feel that we can be relaxed to a certain context when the dial is nice and low, when things are nice and easy, the pressure is not very, um, we're not getting to any gnarly states. We're not even pushing into capacities at the moment. It's a feeling out process. So there should be that going on at the beginning of classes. And it's oftentimes why we, with our classes, we'll do a little bit of warm up, but then it's usually like a pretty loose kind of, let's get our hands on each other, push and pull each other a little bit. So you can start to register within yourself your level of relaxation at that point. Mm. You know, if we use a scale out of um, one is the bottom end, 10 is the high end of tension and whatnot, yeah. you know, or aggression or whatever you want to kind of um, put your mind towards in those regards, start nice and low. We can always amp up here. We can always dial things up as we come to an agreement with our partners. Um, I want to have a bit of a feeling of about where, what's their state are they in a pretty relaxed mode? Are they, or they've come from just come from work. They've come off the motorway and they're pretty wound up. Mm. It may be a thing where initially we need to dial people down a little bit, yeah, because they're on they're on the go. Some of those beginning exercises, uh, I'll look at the group and see how they're moving and whatnot, and I can see maybe they're a little bit lazy that day, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is after work. It's an evening. They've been at work all day. They're looking to chill out. And then it's like a thing where I got to look at it and go, look, we need to perk these people up a bit. Right. So rather than dialing down, we got to dial them up for a little while, put them through some hard exercises, get mm-hmm. the blood pumping, get the brains infused with some blood and some fresh oxygen, yep. clearing out the gunk. Mm. But then again, it's this very dynamic process. There are ebbs and flows to it. It shouldn't just be, and this is a good valuable thing to do too, is start on low end and just keep piling on stress and stress and stress and stress. Yeah. The, the, there's benefit to that too. But a lot of it is, it's an ebb and flow. We dial it up, we get that pressure going, but we dial it right back down again. Yeah. So we can do a reset. We're always checking back in with ourselves. So we can start to pay attention to what is those, what are the, as we're dialing that stress up, what is it actually doing to us? Yeah. If we're just in that stress mode all the time, there's no time to contemplate. There's no time to reflect on what's actually happening in your body and your brain. Mm. Because there's so much, there's so many things coming through. Um, there, there's another nice, great um, little, and I'll paraphrase this from the from this guy um, James Clear talking about these habits and things. He describes: um, imagine a garden hose that's been laying on the ground for a long time. It's all kinked up. Yeah, you know, it's got folds in it and whatnot. You hook it into the spigot, you crank that spigot on, and there's barely anything coming out the other end of it. Yeah, yeah. And so for some people, what do they do? They crank on the turn the tap a bit on. more. Yeah. And they're increasing the pressure that is going into that garden hose. You'll get a bit more out the other end for sure. But what's happening inside the garden hose? Internal pressure. More and more pressure. Yeah. Yeah. 
to a place where probably if it's a pretty old host, you're going to get a burst happening. Yeah. And that's our injuries. That's our fatigue. That's our burning out on training. Right. Okay. But where Systema seems to work, I think, is that what we're doing is we're looking at the garden hose, our bodies and our brains, how they're working. And we're going, okay, we're starting to feel for the kinks and the problems in the hose where things are knotted up. Mm-hmm. And our approach is, okay, first, before we even start laying in that pressure, what we're going to do is we're going to start to smooth out that garden hose. Mm. Yep. So when we start to dial up, when we start to dial up that spigot and start to force more pressure in, more water going through the hose, it can flow freely through the hose. Mm. Yeah. Rather than getting stuck in these knots and, and adding in more pressure. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's uh, when I can see people are frying out. Um, that's a, and I got this little trick from a manual over in the fight club in, um, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. This is where walk and talk comes from. When I see people really dialed up, yep. we go, okay, you're going to take two minutes here. You're going to keep stay with your partner. You're going to start to walk around the gym. And all you're doing is walking and talking, trying to unkink the hose a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let the ideas that are coming through start getting some of the ideas that are, that you're, you're both thinking while you're doing this physical task. Mm-hmm. You both have these questions, start to get those out of the abstract of your brain mm. and start talking about those things to each other. So you can say, I'm having trouble with this. And the, the partner might be, well, I'm pretty good at this. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of guidance, a few tips here and there. What you often find is your partner's going, geez, I'm having, tr- I'm having trouble with that too. Mm. What do we need to do to change that? Mm. Because in two minutes, Lauren's going to tell us to hop down on the ground and do the same thing again. Mm. Yeah, so we're starting to kind of, starting to kind of wring it out a little bit, starting to see where it needs to be pushed to within the dialogue of our little partnership. Yeah. Um, sometimes within the classes, you would have noticed that we sometimes will keep the same partners for long, long periods of time. Yep. Yeah, and that that facilitates that, and that'll kind of depend on the material that we're after. Sometimes it becomes more problematic because we are changing partners all the time. Mm. So we can start to think about um, a new relationship. And I think part of it is how do we establish that relationship very quickly is an important part here. Mm. You know, we're not walking and talking to chat about the latest movie that you went to see, mm-hmm. favorite TV show, what you're going to have for dinner. The walk and talk is there to start to clear out these ideas about what we are doing physically at the time. Could I ask you to... Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about if, if you were to put yourself in a practitioner space and you're doing yeah. partner switches, right? Yeah, yeah. You meet a new person, yep. right? Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Yep. Um, what's your approach to feeling out that situation? Slow down. That's the number one. People are often in just too much of a rush. Mm-hmm. Um, they're thinking about the goals that they want to get to rather than what we should be thinking about is, this, the, is the starting line of it. Mm. How do we begin this process dealing with a new person? Depending on the trust that's involved there, uh, the amount of time these two people have spent together, um, their understanding of each other's skill sets, mm-hmm. um, all that changes is the speed at which they'll be able to bring themselves up to a place where they're actually challenging each other properly. Okay. And they're starting to push into each other's capacities. Mm. But we always have to think about um, Tyson's capacities are different than my capacities. We may train as much, 
but our brains work differently. Our bodies work differently. So yeah. our capacities are different. So we always have to keep that in mind. Mm. I'm not working from the base of with my partner from my standing. Mm. I'm thinking about how am I going to get the best out of Tyson as I'm working with him or my other partners. So to me that, um, that comes back to that idea of, um, being mindful, taking care of the other person. Yeah, for right? sure. Because, um, yeah, yeah. if you oh, well, consider the alternative, yeah, yeah. right. So, you know, alternative mm. new partner, that's it. I'm going to mash this guy because yeah. I want to learn how to do yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that is going to probably break down that relationship in some oh, respect, yeah. right? That's it. I yeah. mean, there's, you know, everybody wants to uh, deal with some adversity and stuff like that, but yeah. just that notion that you're putting out there, because yeah, what yeah. we're talking about is how to be a good partner, yeah, that's right? It. So these, yeah, these, yeah, yeah. these are some of the things that are popping around. You're thinking about, okay, I'm doing, I'm training in this martial art, yeah. you know, I'm dealing with people and dealing with conflict, That's it. you know, um, I'm doing different things, doing some things I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. maybe that I don't know, yeah, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff. So how do I, how do I still learn? Yeah. Right. And still get a, have a good experience yeah. out of this. Right. Yeah. Um, and how do I also do that for the other person? So I think that's a really important thing to kind of yeah. touch on is that yeah, yeah. you have to have that idea yep. that you're there. I don't know what the right word is. A, a provision of service or guardianship or something like that. You have to have some yeah. positive notion there. I think if you, a, if you want to be a good partner, yeah. which is kind of what I'm trying to dial in on is, there has to be some kind of sentiment yeah. there to be thinking about that. Look, we're, we're working with martial arts and that's, look, that's very, there's a self-centeredness to that. Yeah. Because we're talking about our self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of it is allowing your partner to have success mm. at times. Yeah. Allow them to have positive reinforcement happening. It's not to make it easy for them, but it's allowing them to, Feeding things to them, physically talking things through things that are going to give them success. Mm. Over time, as they start to get that success, to me, that's when I start going, okay, I'm going to start to make this a little bit harder for them. We've pushed through that little bubble of theirs. They're starting to establish themselves. Maybe they've picked up a, a, a new skill. Um for the day they've taken on board the information and it's working pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now's the time to start to test it a little bit. So we start to dial up our resistance. We start to dial up the speed a little bit to see if they're, um, with their understanding of that skill is going to start to translate when it's away from being friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Which violent confrontation is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even um, you, you watch the fighters um, uh, in the cage fighting and whatnot. Yeah. These are guys that probably, they know each other. They will be friendly to each other. But there is a time when they're not friends anymore for that 15 minutes of mm. uh, of time. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, now it's time to apply their skills in a, in a manner that, again, goes back to self-preservation. Yeah. 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 But that has to be eased into. You can't just dial up someone to 11 on the dial mm-hmm. all the time. Then we're starting to talk about injury and we're starting to talk about fading away from classes because it just becomes too much for the nervous systems to handle. So one of the things maybe I'd just like to clarify. Yep. Again, yeah, yeah. coming back to the idea of the dial. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit more around 
the dial as a tool for communication. Yep. So if I don't have any other way to tell you, hey, listen, I, I feel I'm not well today or I'm tired yeah. or maybe it's the opposite. I'm like, hey, I feel 110. <laughs> yeah. So you full permission, give me what you got yeah. and I'm ready for it all. Right. It. Um, two very different considerations. Right. But you just laid out something really interesting. And I think it's a very applicable to how we teach and facilitate Systema. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to draw it out for people. Yeah, yeah. Again, that idea of the dial is that if I'm trying to think about you, if we're doing some drilling or some training, yeah. right, which we need to understand is different than uh, sparring or yeah. free work. Yeah, good. Like there's a, there's a role to be played. Yeah. I'm trying to be a good partner. I'm trying to give you parameters that yeah. you can work on, right? Yeah. That notion of the dial then means that I want to start low. Yeah. See how you're working. See how you're going. Oh, yeah, okay, you're doing okay. All right, I'm going to give you a bit more pressure. Yeah, that's it. Going to give you a bit more. How are you going? Oh, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, everything, right? You know, breathing, moving, talking. Yeah. Still functional, still doing things, right? Not locked down. Yep. Yep. Okay, good. cool. I, yeah, I'm going to give you a bit more. That's it. Uh, okay, no, you're, you're shutting down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. You know, nothing. Oh, you stop breathing. <laughs> Or you're yes. the shallow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to dial down now. So yeah, it's like good. kind of coming up and That's going it. down, right? That's it. But I think... It needs to be dynamic. Well, and I think that, you know, when we're talking about ideas, mm. hey, you want to be a good partner? Well, here's an idea. Yeah. Okay? Start off on the low. Yeah. Do some work. Observe. See how they're going. Yeah. Increase. Increase to the point where it starts to get a little ragged around the edges. Yeah, good. And then decrease. And yeah. then it's time to swap around. Maybe it. Maybe that happens in about a three to five minute period yep right and that could happen multiple times mm. yeah and again it's um communication but it's also me being a good partner i am should be looking at you paying attention to what's happening to you starting to look at the 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 clues the presentations of your stress and the stress and pressure that you're feeling yeah yeah which for us obviously with our with the work we do in breathing mm. Yeah, you should be listening to your partner breathing. You should watch where they are breathing from. Have they gone from nice be- deep belly breathing mm-hmm. where it's nice and relaxed, and all of a sudden all their breathing is happening here? Yeah, and it's, and it's short and it's sharp, short and sharp in terms of it's not under their control anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, the so we're looking at their gauges. What what is it like you're talking about? Are they just locking themselves up into a, a little ball? Yeah. Waiting for that last 30 seconds just to be over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I, you start to feel that in your partner and you go, okay, well, we got 30 seconds left. Okay, I'm just going to lighten it up a little bit so they can go back to feeling a little bit of freedom within the stress and pressure. Well, and I think as well, too. I mean, you, you, you brought up a little bit mm-hmm. talking about the nervous system. Yeah. You know, and I don't think a lot of people talk about that or they don't get exposure to it. But yeah. really what you're talking about, all those physiological things that you're observing or looking for in your yeah. partner, right, yeah. is really just nervous, you're just yeah. nervous system management, yeah, really, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if they're calm, they're working all good. That's it. Yeah, you know where they are. You can kind of get a read. Yeah, they're okay. Um, and then you turn it up and, that's you know, it. okay, a little bit more pressure, and that's how it goes, right? Yeah. yeah it's the same with me and my the work I do with the massage at the massage clinic. Yeah. It's all well and good. If someone's come in with a certain injury, yeah, it's good to get in there sometimes with them, depending on the person, and start hammering through it. For some people, you can't do that. Mm. You have to start to address what's happening in the nervous system first. Mm. So oftentimes, depending on the person, um, 
the first couple of sessions with me are very broad. We're, we will touch into, say, they've got an elbow injury happening. Mm. We want to get in there at some point. But if they're so wound up on the table from their long days at work, family issues, whatnot, what, 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 things piling on top of them, you have to give them a little bit of space to settle themselves, to breathe, to start to relax themselves. Mm. Otherwise, you're just pushing the proverbial uphill trying to get into their, the problem in their elbow because it's all feeding off each other. Um, I just had, I've had a really interesting um, client come down um, over the last month or so. Um, he had a knee operation, had a hip operation on the same side. That kind of healed up. He's going to be struggling with that for years and years. But what he's done during that time is he's gone through, he's injured his other knee. Shit. Okay, so now he's got two knees bunged up. Mm. He's got he's got a operation he's had on one hip. Now the other hip is starting to go. Just this, the the first signs of starting to go. Mm. He's in a place where um, go to do a normal massage in that first session. The moment I started touching him, within two or three minutes of that, he was his nervous system having such a huge reaction right. that he was his body was going through spasm on the table. Yeah, absolutely locking up. To where the point was, I was working down through his knee. His, he's going through spasms so hardcore that his whole hip is lifting up off the table. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because his nervous system, it's all it's doing is associating my hands with trauma because he's just come through trauma in both of these spaces. So I have to go through, I had to recalibrate after the first couple of sessions and seeing that this is a pattern that's, that's, you know, this is at the forefront here. We need to address that pattern first. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing was rather than heading into his knee first or his hip first, I just have him sitting on the table and I start working through his shoulders. A safe, a place where he feels. Where there's no trauma. Yeah. Yeah. The only trauma he feels is because, you know, he's a bit, he's tight from his work and whatnot. So I start soothing that out. I start soothing him out by talking to him. I try and get him talking about things. um, uh, Right away, I try to figure out what's important to the client is it the kids that's important? Is it a hobby they do or some kind of skill set they're trying to build? And I, I try and get them talking about it. Mm. So their, their mind is almost distracted away from what my hands are doing. Yeah. Then once we get a little bit of kind of drop in the shoulders, you can see he's breathing a little mm. better. His breath phase is lengthening out. Then I go, okay, we're now we're going to lay you down on the table. I'm still talking to him the whole time. And now we're heading down to his knee. Okay, because that's where the problem is. That's what he's come for relief for. Now, rather than, again, and we're talking about dial here, rather than going in and grinding through his knee, next couple sessions, all I'm doing around those trauma areas, I'm just laying my hands on them. That's it. Maybe a little bit of movement with my hands stationary on his body. Yeah. Yeah, getting his nervous system used to the idea that there can be a nice sensation Mm-hmm. coming from underneath my hands rather than what his brain is managing is that there's just going to be more trauma happening. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is going to be a process and uh, we've had good discussions between this client and myself. Yeah. Look, uh, this is not a, this no short term solution here. Yeah. Cause we are dealing with trauma and not just physical trauma. Now he's got, again, his nervous system. He's got, there's emotion attached to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's knocked him out of the, the things he likes to do in life. Mm. So there's a big component of that. But it, again, it's about 
dialing everything down first. We will be able to get into his hip and his knee to a good extent after we stop all those negative reactions starting to happen. It's really, it makes me think, Lauren. Mm. You know, I came across a resource the other day, short idea in terms of um, people's health, right? Mm. And that um, you can have an injury to your body, yeah. and that's just an injury to your body. Mm. But you can have dysfunction that happens in your body that comes through um, uh, negative emotional um, regulation or um, thoughts and processes and how that works through. Mm -hmm. And it's that old adage that basically it's like the diseases of the body come in um, through our perceptions or through our emotions, through our thoughts, all that kind of stuff. It really made me think about that when you're sharing that, because in the example of that um, client, he, um, there's more going on than just what's happening. Yeah. I'm just seeing the surface of it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be the same thing with, um, with your experience with the the guys in prison. Yeah. You know, there's a surface they show. Yeah. And probably a lot of them are trying to kind of puff themselves up Mm. to push that stuff. That's really at the, the core of this down as low as possible because it's vulnerability and then obviously in prison, you're not looking to share your vulnerabilities around to the to the, the majority of the populace there. It's probably small groups where you're doing counseling sessions and things like that, group counseling, that some of those things can, if they're in the right space to do it, to start to dredge those out and get rid of what's on the surface yeah. and what they're presenting to the world. Or what they don't want to present or what they're protecting. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's it. Don't want to lean into this. It hurts them too much or whatever. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's, that's, I think that's true of of people in general. Yeah. That's it. You know, it takes uh, some special reinforcement and training to learn how to, you know, go into those places that hurt. That's it. Essentially. Right. Um, And that's what brought me to martial arts training. Mm -hmm. Trauma in my young life, Mm -hmm. obviously. Child of divorce, yep. bumped around a bit, da, 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 mm-hmm. all these other factors, mm-hmm. family split apart, become very uh, within myself. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, um, my thoughts always went, I was very much into space. Okay. Space exploration, UFOs, da, da, da. Yeah. Because I didn't want to deal with what was happening there with me at yeah, the time. yeah, yeah. I wanted to be as far away from that as possible. Mm. So where did I go to? I went to outer space in my mind. Yeah. That's what really, um, you know, I was really drawn to that. Mm. But now over the years, it's, it's a really wild change. It's now that I've started to deal with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be out there anymore. I can appreciate it for obviously the scientific, um, you know, the, you get enamored by ideas of what's out there and whatnot. But I'm not focused on it like I was when I was a kid. Yeah. Because now I want to focus on what is here and tangible and right in front of me. And so there's a practicality to it that I've discovered. First, a little bit through yoga Mm -hmm. um, that started kind of chipping away the, if we use a massage uh, uh, idea or concept, it's like the ice is starting to thaw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Martial arts has been that, provided that for me, Mm. starting to thaw that away from me, Mm. get rid of those blockages. Mm. So I can start to really identify at what at the core has caused me this grief and strife 
through my life of depression and things like that, yeah. that everyone kind of goes through phases of that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, again, it's like a ringing out of my own psyche. Mm. Yeah. So I can, I don't have to backpack around this burden of stress and pressure. I'm just carrying it. Right. Cause it's, it's, I, I shouldn't say that it's useless because good things are useful. Bad things are also useful because we're yeah. learning lessons from them. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and I've just found that uh, martial arts training and with the Sistema training, uh, specifically because our teachers um, and you know, all the good instructors that we've, great instructors that have come over to share with us, mm. they, they talk about it in terms of it being a real community process, uh, a community dynamic where we're all helping each other rather than what I've kind of found in... Um, some martial arts is uh, so s- kind of self-centered that it is all about the goal. Right. It's about how wh- how are we going to succeed with the win? How are we going to get the win happening? Mm. The win for me is looking at people's faces at the end of a training session. Some people get pretty emotional. Some people are kind of like nothing bothered, seems to bother them too much. Yeah. But we've had that a few times when you look around and it's not even the person that's explaining the things and mm-hmm. you look around the circle and there'll be people having their own emotional reaction to that. Yeah. Because the same thing is happening inside of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're starting to, again, I like this idea of these, uh, with Sistema, this is a community, it's real community vibe. And that we're, we're not being shy about what's bothering us. We're mm-hmm. trying to get it out of these, this tumbling around in our minds that we all, we all do this. Mm-hmm. We all spin out on little ideas and things like that. But it's usually a really great thing to express that to somebody, mm. whether it's your loved one, your, your partner, a family member, good friends and whatnot. The moment you start to unpack that a little bit, you start feeling a little bit better. Here, we get to do that five times a week. Yeah. Yeah. With people that we've known for years, but also allowing ourselves vulnerability and people, we're sharing these things in front of people that maybe have only come down for three classes. Yeah. And they're starting to see, okay, this is the level of communication we're after here. Mm. And they're going, okay, I'm in a safe, I'm in a good space where we can share this. It's not going to be held against me. I'm not going to be judged for it. We've got to get it out of that abstract and get it to somewhere where we can start to deal with it properly. Otherwise, it just tumbles and tumbles. Mm. And like a tumbleweed, as it's getting pushed down the road, by the winds and whatnot, what does it start to do? It starts to collect debris. Yeah. By the end of it, it stops moving because it's so full of pack full of debris, mm. stuff that's useless. Yeah. You um you probably won't see it on camera, mm. but we'll 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 do a little photo so everybody yeah, can yeah. see. But you've recently redesigned and, and made a new yeah, t shirt, right? A, yeah. Absolutely love it. It's yeah. fantastic. And um the the neat thing about it Mm. is that the strongest message there is uh, heal. Yeah. And me hearing you kind of just talk about that process, right? Mm. We were talking about people doing some interpersonal healing, yeah, essentially, right? That's it. But then there's that whole aspect um, where you're healing the body as well. Yeah. All these kind of things. So uh, do you feel that that was a big drive for you and yeah. when you designed that yeah yeah where where were you at in terms of wanting to put that message out and what does that mean to you yeah well the idea behind the t-shirt became it's essentially it's a forward-facing fist yep which has the word heal 
put across the knuckles yeah. like a tattoo would be. Right. It came it came in the recent lockdown that we had mm. where I was like, okay, the first lockdown we had, we lost about half of the people that were coming down to training. Right. Straight up. So I'm starting to think, geez, what's going to happen with this lockdown? So I start thinking, I want to promote a message where we're coming out of this lockdown and we want to go into a space where we're starting to not only heal ourselves from mm-hmm. the stress of what's been happening, but we're going to start to heal this group. We're going to start to get people and put them in a place where they can start to rely on each other as a support network. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like to adjust the, the, I like the, the shakeup between that there's a fist involved. Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't usually associate with healing. Yeah. We, we think about that as something that's going to do damage to people, but then putting into a place where, although we are like you talk about, we're mashing each other. Yeah. We're getting hands on with each other. We're pushing each other's limits. We're striking each other. We're not doing that out of malicious intent. I'm not, I'm not doing that to um, overcome my partners and, and, and break them down and, and put them in their place and things like that. I'm doing all that stuff to build them up, to promote uh, this phase of healing within them mm. in a very tangible, physical way. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it starts to show where the gaps are. Yeah. Um, uh, we're... The example being, um, the, I'm like totally spacing what the name of it. There's a Japanese tradition of taking broken pottery. And they don't just, they got this broken pottery. They don't just biff it out in the, in the rubbish. Yeah. What they do is they, they take it down to a, a master. And what does he do? He puts it back together. He starts filling in the gaps, usually with a little bit of gold. He starts putting it back together. And he starts, so it's a thing where the, the scars in life, the broken pieces, we shouldn't mm. be hiding those things away. We should be exposing those to the world as a thing of beauty mm. because it's shown that we've, we've managed to, to get through something, a trauma, something gnarly on our lives. Again, the pressure and stress, we're getting through that in as positive a manner as we can, putting things back together, mm. making them stronger than they were initially, presenting them as look, those those um, those pieces of ceramics are now considered. They've gone from just being a simple bowl. This is now a work of art. Yeah, that's what we need to be doing with ourselves, mm. and we need to be doing that to ourselves all the time. This is not just um, once a year. You get to pat yourself on the back and say, "Well, I feel a lot better." Five sessions a week, I'm down here doing that all the time. Every session, multiple times within the session. Mm. Yeah. It, it makes me think about um, something I got exposure to recently, an idea. Mm. Yeah, it was a simple idea. It makes sense um, that every human being mm. um, is kind of two states at the same time. Yeah. Right? So you um, are what you are in this moment. Yeah. And you are what you are becoming. At the same time. Yeah, good. It's a perpetual, um, you know, uh, I don't know how you want to say it, like um, death and birth, a regeneration of yourself. That's it. But it's happening at the same time. So you you are what you are, you exist, but you're also becoming. That's it. Right? Um, And I think that 
that's a really neat idea. And I think it's a neat idea in terms of um, Sistema. I think it connects in with the notion of healing. I guess what it makes me think about is that as the teacher of a club and driving a culture and having some ideas yep. around what you want out of the process, right? Yeah. Just by the fact of putting that message out there, right? People are going to chew on that. Yeah. You're going to think about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, good. You combine that with the circle ups and, yeah. you know, um, the, the unique process of the training. Yeah. And then people are becoming... They're walking in a in a in a direction you would hope is going to be in a positive one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we we hear it all the time. Um, a recent example would be um, young Mark coming back from from overseas. Yeah. Within the first couple circle ups, and he hadn't been around for I don't know a year and a half, maybe two yeah. years almost. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So he's been overseas doing his thing. He's come back to New Zealand, joined up with the group again. What does he say within the first couple circle ups? He goes, John, you've changed so much. Yeah. John may not even realize that how much he's changed, mm. but he's been putting in the work solidly for all that time. And because we fall into this weird space because we're not doing gradings and things like that. And you're not often um, getting that pat on the back from this outside source. So you're not kind of all the time getting that type of feedback about you're making progress here. John's face was kind of like he had to think about it for a couple of seconds when Mark had said that to him. And he starts to think about how much he's changed now. Yeah. And now we can kind of hook into that because now he's saying, okay, this has had positive benefit on me over that time. Hopefully, some people will fade away from that. They'll go, okay, mission accomplished. Mm. Hopefully for John, he goes, geez, that's the springboard now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go further on because I know there's more that needs to be cleared out and changed within myself. Mm. Same with me. Same with all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the people who come down from massage. It's a, I have to, we have to talk them through a process. Mm. Physically with massage, what are we trying to do? We're trying to clear out the gunk that makes our muscles tired and fatigued and sore mm. trying to clear that out. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you're pushing into it, that's pushing blood away from the area. Every time you're releasing that pressure, fresh blood, fresh nutrients are coming into the area. The healing properties of the body. Same thing with the breath, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've got to clear Bringing out the gunk. Getting out. That's right? it. Yeah. 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 So we're, it's like, um, it's really interesting system on a, a lot of different levels. We're looking at kind of a, a microcosm of these big, big ideas you know, in terms of spiraling and expanding and contracting, spiraling, expanding, contracting. Well, you just made me think, Lauren, you know, we just laid out, talked about, um, again, under this uh, narrative, we're talking about yeah, healing yeah. and becoming, yeah, right? Yeah. Change process, change yeah. that we experience through Sistema. You know, you just laid out a beautiful example through massage, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, pressure blood goes out comes in yeah. healing right with the breath same thing um brings in breathe out yeah. cleansing right it. it just made me think though that the circle ups that we do then yeah. and providing people that opportunity to speak to mm-hmm. what their experience was yeah is the same thing getting it's, it out it, getting it out <laughs> it's cleaning and cleansing of the psyche right? that's it yeah yeah and then listening to everybody else so you're taking in things also Mm. Yeah, so there's, you're getting things out, but you're taking things in. 
it comes down to what they always say in seminars, workshops, university lectures. Yeah. If you have a question in your mind, raise your hand and ask it because yeah. there's a vast majority of those people in that class that are thinking the same thing mm. and are struggling with the same concepts. We've got to get this stuff out of ourselves. Yeah. yeah it's got to be brought forth so it can be dealt with, whether positive or negative. Yeah. We can build on the positive. We can start to break down what the negative things are, mm. start to break them apart and start to transform them so they're not negative anymore. We can push them in a direction of positivity. Mm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it comes down to, look, I hear a lot of, um, and this comes from, this is, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Lex Friedman lately. Yep. And he's like a real logical dude. Um, and he's, he was talking about, they were talking about drive and passion and motivation and things like that. Um, he says it's, it's all great to have passion in your life. But if you're not doing anything disciplined to get that, transforming that passion into a, into action, yeah. and making it a tangible thing and a physical thing, then your passion's off or not. Uh, and then in my mind, my, my mind, it turned to okay, I'm going to equate um, I'm going to equate passion to fire. Yeah, so you go camping, you build your fire, everyone loves it. The discipline is someone has to start to feed the fire. Yeah. And they have to keep tending it, keeping it stoked so that all night long, everyone's nice and warm. That's the same thing with this training here. You can talk blue in the face about how you love Sistema, you love martial arts. Um, you're on the forums, you're chit-chatting with people all around the world, you're watching all kinds of videos and whatnot. And that's, that's, you're showing you have a passion for this, something excites you about it. But if you ain't got the discipline to show up here a few times a week and start to put these things into practice in a physical manner, start to talk to this community about how to, how to get those ideas. And, and we all have that little goal about what we want to be. If we're not putting those little steps into place to get there, it's all for naught. It's, it's a, there's a wasted energy there. Makes me think about um, the analogy of tempering. Mm, yeah. Tempering yeah. metal. Yeah. 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 Right. You could have um, a piece of metal and you know, Let's say that the metal is uh, all these ideas that people, when they're yeah. on, on their computer, on the forums, as you said, looking at videos, yeah, yeah. like, you know, they're really, really enamored with it, yeah. right? But when they go into the world, yeah, likely will crumble yeah, it's because all. it hasn't gone through the tempering process, right? Same yeah. thing with metal. You know, you have to progressively give exposure of that metal yeah. to the fire yeah. you need to work it yeah. and through that process it becomes stronger yeah, it. than it was before yeah, and yeah. I think that's the same thing with training right yeah. when you have an intellectual uh, fascination with yeah. something but if you don't actually bridge the gap pragmatically to make it real and to actually experience it in life yeah. um, it's not strengthened it's not tempered yet yeah that's it right yeah that's it yeah. I used to have this old t-shirt and it's all it has on it is um, it has multiple. Um, it says plan, 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 plan. But each of the words "plan" is crossed out. Yeah. And at the bottom it says action. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's 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 not a it's not a mistake that the name of uh, this podcast is the Spirit Forge. Yeah. Good. Because I believe. Yeah. I believe in that metaphor. That's and it. I think that's what training is. It's yeah. the continual forging and refining and tempering that's of these attributes that you hope yeah. to seek. And you can't do it um, riding 
your armchair at your desk on the internet. Yeah, that's right? it. You gotta you gotta get out there and experience. Right. Think about uh, Olympic sprinter. They want to get to the goal line first. What do they have to do? They have to learn how to push off the blocks first. Yeah. Yeah. Then they have to learn how to hold proper form. Then they have to supercharge that form, mm. put real movement into it and real hustle into it. Mm. Adding all this, there's got to be a level of relaxation happening. They are using their breathing. Mm. But if they don't putting all those steps into place, they're not getting the goal that they wanted at the end. Mm. They're not crossing the finish line first. Um, yeah, it's just, and these are ideas like um, that comes from um, uh, endurance athlete Rich Roll. Okay, he's like ultra marathoner. He says people need to get away from the idea of being goal focused, and they need to be process focused. Right. Yeah, I've taken that real, taken that really to heart. Yeah, and he's thinking about you know when we're when we're taught we have to have goals in life. We have to because there's got to be something to shoot for. But he says people shoot themselves in the foot because their goal, their goal time frame, too, they're thinking too short. You know, people come to him and they ask him about, you know, about training for running and things like that. Yeah. And in their mind, they're thinking three months, six months. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at them like, you're talking about 10 years, yeah. 15 years of um, applying yourself on a daily basis. And I mean proper training. I don't, I'm not talking about this. Um, look, we all went to ingrain Sistema in ourselves, and we want to live Sistema lifestyle. But I often, from what I see with people, again, that's a bit of a cop-out because they'll say, well, I'm training Sistema all day long, you know, because I'm acting in a Sistema way. I'm, I'm breathing, duh, 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 duh. But you never see them at class actually trying to figure out how this, to make this stuff work better in a pretty live and what we supply here, I, I think is a pretty live environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really getting hands on with people. It's the only way we have to feel stress and pressure. Yeah. Look, I can lay down on the floor right now and, and be so relaxed that I just snooze off. Yeah. I can accomplish that big pat on the back for me. Let me lay down on the floor and have four people laying on top of me and trying to get out from underneath. Yeah. What happens to my level of relaxation there? Changes very, very drastically. Yeah. 100%. And the only way I'm going to make that a change towards a positive where I can remain relatively relaxed under that mm. is by enduring it and feeling it. Yeah. And starting to be really honest about myself about um, it could be things like, um, look, I'm all good with pressure through my chest, through my legs and whatnot. But the moment someone comes up to touch my face or my neck my level of relaxation just dive bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the only way for me to face that, um, and our friend Mark is a good example of that. And he's, he's come forth with some really good insights into himself where that type of drilling, very claustrophobic feeling when he first started coming around where he did not like having any type of pressure on himself. Um, But over the years, as he's started to realize that he's become it, more at ease with that it's not 100 percent. it'll never be and let's hope it is never 100 percent for anybody because right. that makes it so we don't want to keep learning but he's he's at more ease now and now he's had some really startling revelations again thinking back to what we we're talking about before about childhood trauma older brothers mm. holding him down on the ground you know he talked about being out in the dunes and being with his brothers and building a small cave in the sand 
having a great time. Then all of a sudden that collapsed down on top of them. Yeah. Mm. Feelings of claustrophobia. Yeah. And so he's starting to clear that out now. Yeah. Now it's not the specter looming in the background. Now he's actually looking at it from a objective, logical space where, okay, we've kind of found those triggers now. Those triggers are 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. They are not present right now. It's just in a slightly different form. But now it's something that's a bit more manageable mm. because we're starting to give him some skills where he's got someone on top of him. We can, he can get rid of that person. Yeah. So we're starting to manage these, this mm. quote unquote trauma that yeah. he's been enduring that he didn't know where it came from before he started to edge into it. Yeah. Same with me. This is the same process I went through. Mm. Didn't understand the trauma that I had been through when I was younger. Right. Mm. And the, I'd say the gravity or the level of it. Right. You know, I always thought, thought things were happening and whatnot back in the day. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you start to reflect back and you're like, okay, this is, this is where this is stemming from. Right. Yeah. This issue for me. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think it's really interesting that, um, that the training methodology mm. in Sistema helps us work through it. Yeah, that's um, it. I, because most people experience it. Because, you know, you're, if you're not... You'd be uh, a blessed individual if you've gone through life without any trauma. <laughs> I think, like, this, this makes me kind of think there's a bridge to build back mm. um, towards the original topic they were talking yeah, about, yeah. about, how to be a good... Yeah. Um, Partner, yep, right. Um, good training partner. How do you be a good training partner? And so much of this has to do with you, yeah. right? About about the person. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have, I think I've always held this belief, but I've clarified and spoken about it more um, in the last couple of years. But it's this notion of being thankful for adversity. Yeah, right. Good, and that you are looking for it um, in a healthy way. Yeah. Right. So again, all these things um, that we're talking about, and because I don't want anybody to misunderstand, but anything you do can have a healthy or unhealthy or a positive yeah. or a negative side to That's it. Right. It. So, like when I say go find some adversity, yeah, you know, I'm not saying go find yourself and hurt yourself or yeah, you know, or like go the, looking for fights. Exactly. Like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. that. When I say be thankful for adversity, well, I say yeah, you should be because it provides you learning. And so, direct feedback on, yeah, yeah. on what's going on for you, right? Yep. Um, and we shouldn't have to seek it out too much. Hmm. It's already here. We yeah. start paying attention to ourselves. Yeah. I guess um, the thought where, where I was kind of going with that was that um, one of the things that I would encourage people, if they're trying to think about how to be a good hmm. uh, training partner, is that you both have to give and receive, right? Yeah. When, when you do martial arts training, yeah. when you're doing drilling, right? Um, being thankful for adversity is basically um, being thankful for whatever your partner is going to give you. Yeah. Right? Um, because there's a lot of misunderstanding that happens when you get into martial arts for somebody who um, hasn't settled into themselves, yeah. right? Or, you know, has a misunderstanding. You've probably seen it, you know, you've had to, to, to facilitate and, and, and deal with a lot of interpersonal mm -hmm. situations through running a martial arts club. Yeah. You're going to have somebody come in and say, listen, actually that guy just tried to hurt me. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And like, who's right. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but this isn't, it's like, how long is the piece of string? Right. Yeah. That's what was the other person? What were they thinking? Oh, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. So, you know, having this healthy psyche or strengthen yourself to know that, okay, there's going to be some, 
adversity here. Yeah. Um, and don't be, um, don't have a negative relationship with it. That's it. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm making that clear, but, um, what you're talking about really made me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. If we use those, that example there, it's like when we've had that loggerheads a couple of times in the club, it's natural thing to happen with people. They just rub each other wrong. Yeah. Yeah, The way they talk, the way they present themselves, there's just some kind of miscommunication happening there. It's a dynamic thing. Sometimes I keep them apart. Sometimes I force them together. Yeah. I say, you're, you're partnering up with this dude all day long today. Yeah, we're going to get over this. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit, then it becomes for me a thing about monitoring that properly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't give it, I don't give it opportunity or space to, I don't fuel that. Don't give it, I don't give it space to breathe. Pretty strict parameters on, on the task at hand. Maybe it's a thing where, um, you know, I've had it in the past, uh, where someone comes in and they like to use their muscles a lot and they, they like to, to kind of throw themselves around in the club and whatnot. Um, best course of action with that is, um, teaming them up with someone that's absolutely new, maybe seems a little bit fragile to them. Their perception of that person is fragile so that they have to start slowing down to take care of that person properly. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really value, um, that's a big thing for me, um, attracting people like Sue and um, Sally. Yeah. They're slightly older. They're women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're good people to team that that kind of the guy that wants to kind of throw himself around a bit, team them up with their. Yeah. Because, you know, now he's thinking about mom, older sisters. He wants to take care of them. He has to slow down. It's a little injection of hum- humanity yeah. into his training experience. That's it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully he's starting to take that away from working with those two and starting to go, okay, I can apply that to the rest of these people here. Obviously, there's time when we need to, and we really have to clarify that I think with Sistema, we're, we're, we're walking a pretty fine line in that I don't think there's at this point, and this is what I'm trying to push the club towards a bit, especially with the guys that really come around a lot, yeah. is that there is a time for to switch into, this is about me now. Yeah. And I'm going to start to develop. Um, this is a big part of my training and why I've not, I'm definitely not stepping away from Sistema. This is me applying Sistema in another fashion with mm-hmm. my BJJ training. Yep. Because I find in, in my in myself, because I have these ideas about really taking care of my partners, that I find it really hard to switch on to. Yeah, it is time to now switch on yeah. and and go in and solve this issue. Yeah. Get the very, job done, right? Get the job done. Yeah. So if, for me, that's a very slow progression, and usually, especially with these guys, they're so good. These the purple belts and the brown belts, and I rolled the. Um, I, I got to roll with the uh, the instructor, the black belt guy. Um, for the first time the other day, yeah, it is just no nonsense. There's no fluffing around. It is straight to the point, right? And I, f- I'm finding that, and I think they're both going to start feed off each other here. I'm picking up from then when it is time to do that for myself. Mm. I, that has to be part of my training. I have to know that I can go to these places, have these skill sets, and be able to readily apply them right when I need to apply them. Rather than this idea of kind of feeling it out, playing with it. There will always be a sense of that. 
to a degree. Yeah. Because we're playing with human bodies and it's so dynamic. And, mm. you, you know, you may have a plan one second and that plan's out the window like two seconds later. But you have to be able to go, okay, here's my opportunity. I'm snatching it very quickly. It makes me um, think of an analogy, you know, as um, martial arts as language. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, good. Um, in that comparison, you're talking about a really experienced practitioner, yeah. right? All the way you get to the, the guy who's been dedicated his entire life. He's yeah. a multiple degree black belt. That's it. And you're, you're training, right? Yeah. His, uh, his language is, is extensive. Yes, extensive. Yeah. And he knows how to speak it. It's now, a, and he can be creative and he can, but if he wants to, he could make a choice. You might say, yeah, if he wanted to make a speech yeah, yeah. and he wanted to be very elaborate yeah. orator and get you from somewhere in the beginning to the end at yeah. a time frame Tell of his a real choosing, story. Yeah. he can, yeah. if he wants to communicate something yeah. very succinctly and quickly, he can as well because yeah, yeah. he has mastery of that language. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a, a lot of metaphor there when you talk about learning martial systems right yeah, yeah, they yeah. each have their nuances and what, what you're doing is you're learning how to speak that complete language yeah. as you go along that's it yeah yeah um adam from um melbourne adam uh Veronitis runs the club over in um in melbourne yeah uh, when he came for he came for a couple of visits here but he, uh, he talks about it like that he says look we're going to learn some abcs here we're going to learn some simple movement patterns yeah once you start getting those simple movement patterns down those are your letters of your language and then we'll start to put them together in a, a, a way that kind of flows together properly now we're starting to build some words here yeah over time as we keep applying it you'll be able to string a few sentences together mm. what you're talking about is the 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 culmination of all that study of those foundations at the end of it now you're able to write your novel yeah, and you can write it however you want to, and you can let your what we're talking about before your creativity and your personality imbue that with the letters A B C. You know, beyond you know, we don't do it much anymore. Writing, so you can let your personality come out in your script and yeah. whatnot. Very little of that now. They're just base building blocks, but look what they can do mm. down the line when yeah. we start to understand how to put them together properly. Mm. Works of art. Yeah. Poetry. Yeah. Huge swathes. My, my wife, Alex, she's, she's a reader. She'll devour books. Yeah. Yeah. Takes them in. Be able to bring them up at the right time, these ideas. So now we're starting to take, we've gone from foundations that authors discovered a foundation of, of letters, words, sentences, paragraphs. And now that person's able to explain magnificent ideas the same thing here crawling rolling push-ups sit-ups you know etc etc these base practices that we do and these little exercises that we do i would equate those to being our letters and our words and we start forming them together and we start stringing them together in, in movement patterns and we're starting to make some sentences together yeah over time we should be able to express um, in our own way. And I like, that's what I really like. Sometimes, sometimes I really like being part of the mix of the group. Sometimes I like sitting back and I like just looking at someone and seeing what they're, what they're coming up with. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of what Vladimir is trying to teach people. It's to kind of trust their intuitions about things. It doesn't have to be too rigid, um, all the time. It should be a playfulness to it. 
but when it comes back to it, he's he's te- there's foundational information coming through it. With Sistema, it's just it seems pared down. Now we're talking about the four pillars and the four things that we should be paying attention to. The the guys that they take or or how they look presentationally. That'll that's a little bit different with every person because mm. everyone's taking on that information on board a little bit differently. Everybody's bodies work a little bit differently, but in the long run, they start to make those words happen for themselves properly. We mm. all communicate differently. Yeah, we always use language differently. Yeah, there are certain words where um, um, it's this whole um, Kiwi thing. This yeah nah, right, right, right. That's a big Kiwi thing. Yeah, you do that in other parts of the world, people would be going, "What the the heck are you are? What are you saying? Man? I don't understand what you're That's saying. Right? Yeah, are you yeah. saying yeah? Or are you saying nah? Yeah, yeah nah." Or nah, yeah. yeah. So this this interpretation still language sometimes got to be explainable different different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really like looking at the I like people watching people work and see how it's coming out of them differently. Right. These little ideas. The way I think about it in my mind is um, like coloring book. Yeah, we've we're providing outlines for people. Yeah, it is up for them over time to choose the color palette they want to use. The medium, they want to use crayons to fill in there. They want to use felt markers. They want to use pencils. It's up to them. Some people will stay very much inside the lines of their, of the outline. Yeah. Some people are like blurring those lines. Yeah. Some people, uh, if you watch kids here, it's really interesting to see if you, if you look at a coloring book that a kid's been working on, how often a kid will stay within that picture or have they gone out and they're making their own pictures around that outline? Right. Oh, top notch. Cool. In my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're just expanding on the idea of being we're giving simple outlines, simple tasks for people to do. Mm. Once they understand what the task is, it's them to start to kind of mold it, how it comes out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are so different. Yeah. You know, and, and we talk about it in martial arts terms, like you, you have your natural grapplers, you have your natural strikers, you have your natural kickers. Very block, but there's a lot of blurring between those things too nowadays. Yeah, where people are really starting to become very well-rounded, you know, skilled fighters. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's really fantastic to watch as a progression. It's yeah, it's pretty amazing time really in yeah. terms of um, how people are are pushing and developing. Yeah, you know, all those kind of things, right? Yeah. I remember watching the first UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was with, like with, you with know, horse. karate dude. Coming out versus Wing Chun dude coming out. And they, what is really funny about it is they come out and they kind of take the form of their chosen martial art. Yeah. Within 30 seconds of them getting their hands on each other, it's all blurred. Yeah. Most of that stuff's out of the window pretty much. Yeah. You know, you don't see that quote unquote form of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a return to the authentic self. Yeah. Right. A, it's just it's the primal brain taking over. Well, but that's the really interesting thing about Sistema is that. You know, there's always this narrative. I know there's different teaching methodologies and approaches to Sistema, right? But um, it's a real interesting thing to consider, the emphasis on um, just working on what your natural self is, like what your natural reactions are. Yep, yep, that's it. Like, you know, you do so much of this drilling where Mm. you don't tell a person how to do it. You give them a theme, right? And you say, listen, we're going to do this, but you do it how... Yeah. You're going to do it because that's how you're going to do it. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's a really powerful idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's just about fine-tuning mm. how to do that better. How do you strip away the excess? 
Dave Quayle from Australia. Yep. Lovely dude. Great instructor. Mm-hmm. First things he started talking to us about when he came over for his visits, you got to start stripping the garbage out. Yeah. It's a lot of wasted effort happening here. Mm-hmm. Go to these primary things. Yeah. Start to discover them for yourself. What, what are you attracted to? What we talked about last time, I feel at, at ease when I get my hands on, on people. I don't like standing away from them, waiting for them to swing in my head yeah, yeah, yeah. or kicking into me. I'd yeah. rather close distance. And, and that's probably a bit to, again, a bit to do with my um, involvement with the police. You know, when it was time to get hands on with people, generally that is, let's get them down to the ground because it's safer for everybody. I think... I think that's true, um, and I think it's really pragmatic um, for people who live in a community in mm. a society, right? Where you're trying to take care of everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the best way that you're gonna keep people safe. Yeah, yeah, essentially, right? I think that flips on its head once you get outside of those parameters of care and consideration. Yeah, I think you don't yeah. you don't want anybody to touch you. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> I want you dead 50 meters away like yeah, you know? yeah um so i think it's it's a real interesting thing you know when you really talk about well because people don't really there's a lot of um uh false uh fantasy around how people think about martial arts right yeah, oh yeah they got an idea about it right yep um i remember we were even talking to um to prane about a couple of weeks ago mm. and he was saying listen like i would you know don't like doing the groundwork yeah right um, you know, not, not my jam and that's all good. And, you yeah. know, nothing wrong with that at, at all. Right. But then we had the conversation and so, say, you know what? It's not just about like the final death fight. <laughs> yeah. Or the picture of what it should be. Yeah. Or, yeah. It can be your drunk brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you got to control him, you're going to go to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's um, it. you know, and I just think that, you know, you got to, to have this kind of uh, different idea of like what your training is actually for and like what's the, what's the end game. It's yeah. a, it's a bit more of a mature conversation to have. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I think all these kind of things. And if I was actually to take a step back mm. again, looking at the, the foundation of what we're talking about is um, how to be a good partner. And again, circling back that so much of this has to do with doing the work yeah, that's it. on yourself. Yeah. Because if you ain't sorted yourself out, yeah, your capability to be a good partner is probably very uh, minimized. But the theme that actually keeps coming up and the ties in with Sistema, you know, what's the, what's the original uh, Sistema call is to know yourself. That's it. Right. Yeah. It, from its first go, when you first explain somebody about like, Hey, what's the, where are you doing? What, why are you doing this training? Yeah. What is the thing you should be coming back to? That's it. You should know yourself. Yeah that opens the door for becoming a better partner essentially, because if you don't have an ability to say, how am I? Yeah. What's the starting point for you? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah. Am I aware? Uh, we come back to that idea of, uh, we are, and we are becoming Yeah. now just the fact that you would ask that question, or if you think about that, yeah. that means you're doing it, you're doing the work, right? That's it. So paying attention and knowing how you're doing, what you're doing and why you're doing why it. Why are you doing it? is probably actually the best foundation that I can encourage any martial artist who wants to be a good training partner to suss that out and to keep pursuing it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've had had people come to me over time 
And they, and they say, well, you know, I'm thinking about doing this martial art, whatnot. What do you think about it, whatnot? And I, I take it right to, I take it to them. I say, well, why do you want to do a martial art? What, what is it that you're looking for? You're looking for a, a camaraderie of the group. You're looking for a fitness. Is it a fitness thing? You're looking to do some conditioning, get your body. Are you looking for fighting skills? You got an idea about like you want to join the police, or you want to join the military, something like that. Are you out on a guy that a guy or gal that goes out on the town a lot, and you're just worried about being out in the kind of the urban environment and mm-hmm. and and being prey to predators that are out there? That's the first question they need to start to to answer for themselves. And for most of us, it will be a bit of a blend of all those things. But just starting to identify the reasons why you're coming down to a class. Um, quite often when people walk through the door, that's the first question. That I'll, I'll have a little chat with them. I'll say, well, why, why are you here? What is it you're after? Yeah. Always keeping the idea that as we talk them through it, that those needs and your wants and your desires will shift and change as you grow and you shift and change. Mm. My reasons for studying martial arts are quite different than when I started, which is um, when I started, uh, I felt very scattered at the time in my, the way I would think. And, um, I was a bit of deficit in my physicality for me. I, I just wanted something to focus my attention on because I just felt like I was being pulled in so many different directions, but getting nowhere almost like trading water. Mm. I wasn't seeing the Island there and then swimming towards it. Yeah. I was just out in the middle of the ocean, just floating around doing my thing. Mm. And I'm like, well, I wanted to, I wanted a, some kind of practice that was going to start to shift me in a certain direction away from what I had been kind of dealing with yeah. in terms of negativity in my life and whatnot mm-hmm. and, or perceived weakness, I guess. I mean, like, you know, me and you talked about this on the other mm-hmm. podcast, right? Like this is this metaphor of um, what door do you walk through when you yeah, come yeah. into a martial arts class, yeah, right? Like, you know, especially when you begin, yeah. you know, um, you know, very similar to, to yourself, right? My early drive around yeah. uh, wanting to train martial arts was, yeah. uh, to get stronger. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Pretty simple premise. That's it. Um, you know, you're a young man, yeah. right? Like yeah, people, yeah. A lot of young guys, you know, you're worried you're going to have a fight or whatever. I'm like, okay, well <laughs> time to get stronger Yeah, gotcha. um, because it's better than yeah. the alternative. Right. A real simple premise. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then along the way, you know, you get exposure to other things and then, you know, the meaning changes and shifts as that's it does. It. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, now, as we're kind of cresting towards the end here, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I might ask you a couple um, particular um, uh, questions mm-hmm. or points of view um, that, um, you know, most students might experience. Yep. Right. Um, so not uncommon. Let's say that you are a seasoned martial artist. Mm. You've been training for years and you're pretty comfortable with, with yourself. Right. Um, your capability is high. Yeah. Right. Um how do you be a good partner and stay engaged when you're working with somebody? Let's say they're, they're new. Yeah. You become open to what their needs are. Like, um, we've had a couple guys here that could in a class of say 12 people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a guy that used to come down, John. I remember John. Yeah. Yep. Close quarter combat studied for years and years. He could pretty much rip through everybody in the room. No problem. Mm. He's got that level of skill and, and he can tap into that aggression and things. But he's come down for a different reason. Yeah. And so 
what he's come down for, he, he's not looking for those skills. What he's looking to, he's stressed to the max. He wants to learn how to chill out. That's what he should be learning from working with the newbies because they're not at the same school level. They have to work slower. They have to work with less intensity. He should take that on board from those people. Learn that. Yeah. He should, um, you know, rather than the, the tactical work that we, we do, and that's, that's going to be good for him too in his in development of his own skills, but pay more attention to breathing and relaxing that we do yeah. in the drills, uh, massage work that we we're doing. Yeah. So, so I think it's just pointing the, um, pointing his attention to different things. He will, he will gain skill from being here and it will add into what he's got in his toolbox, but he's looking for something pretty specific here. Opposite in the spectrum. When the newbie comes in there, you know, obviously they're forced to work with people with skill it's just to be open in terms of being open to receive information, try and pick up little bits and pieces that they can. It's going to feel like an avalanche at first. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't shy away from that. You pick up what you can from it. You take, um, it might just be the tiniest part of a little drill and you start taking that on board and you start to recognize when that part of that little drill will fit into a context in some other type of drilling that we're doing. Mm. Um, being open to, and this is a big, and this is a hard thing for obviously a newbie coming into a group, mm. is having their own voice and starting to ask some proper questions. Whether it shouldn't just be from me, everybody in that room, we're all instructing each other because we're, again, we we all our brains all work differently. Yeah, yeah, our bodies are different. Big part of Sistema, I believe, is. We're looking to, we're learning to look at people properly. Looking at them. Mm. Not just as, um, this is, this is all, um, Joe Blow that I see every, every other day coming down. We start looking at each other properly. We start to recognize, look, you look a bit down today, man. You're all right. Mm. You're okay. Is there anything you want to get off your chest as we walk and talk? Yeah, something you can bring up, dredge out. Maybe we can start to find some solutions for you. Right back to training. Next time around, you go, does that feel any better for you? Are you still having that emotional attachment coming up? Yeah. You're starting to wash it out of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So just being open with each other. There's a big, and again, like we talked about before, communication, being open. It's like you want to be a sponge. You don't want to be a brick where the, where the rain bounces off of it and, yeah, there's a part of it to the resilience that we're talking about that we're trying to build and confidence and whatnot. But you also want to just be a sponge, just yeah. soak up anything you can soak up. Mm. There's so many, I watch, you know, I'm practicing all the time, but I watch different martial arts all the time. I, you know, I watch wrestlers, the BJJ guys, I watch the kickboxer guys. It's, it's just a different form of the same thing. We're, we're all built the same. But it's just how they've chosen to apply their strength um, and that resilience and that confidence. Mm. I think I think right now I'm, I'm in a space where I've laid down the foundations and that's what I'm trying to work on now. And why I've kind of chosen to go into um, just to test out the how robust is my sistema. Yeah. In a bit more alive environment where people are actually trying to take your arms off and take your neck and things like that. Can I be robust within in that 
It shouldn't be that my sistema is collapsing under that stress. If anything, it should be that my sistema is coming to the surface and shining so I can get through these um, somewhat horrible tasks at times. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, it um, comes really back down to those foundational attributes that you're trying to yeah, that's right, build, the pillars, all those kind of it. things, right? Um, a lot of people, I think, misconstrue um, the, the martial aspect of Sistema and they want to categorize it yeah. or say this is what it looks like. And yeah. um, I don't know. To me, it's um, it, it can be that, yeah. right? But that's kind of like the outside. Yeah. That's the surface level of it or, yeah. or an expression of it, right? There's a great old um, story about Mikhail at a, um, at a seminar. And they were doing a bit of a chat at the end and someone raised their hand and they said, well, what's the advanced work in Sistema? And he said, this is it. And all they'd been doing all weekend was foundations, just building foundations. That is your advanced work. Because without foundations, you can dress it up as, as much as you want to, yeah. but it's just going to fall over. Exactly. Like if you can't, um, if you can't, per- can't maintain your breathing and your relaxation mm. during a stressor situation, that's it. Well, that's it. You don't got anything. That's it. You got nothing, yeah. right? That's your, it. Your thinking goes out the window. Your yeah. body can't react properly. You can't yeah. adapt. You, you lose your versatility. You, you lose uh, opportunity for solutions mm. very, very quickly. Yeah. Mm. We have to be here on the floor to discover that. Yeah. 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 Or wherever you're choosing to be. Uh, look, I'm, I'm past the point where I'm... Mm, Alex said it to me really well one day. She says, you're putting so much effort into the people that aren't there because I'm just worried. You know, I'm trying to get this thing going for myself. It's good to have good turnouts. But she says, you're focusing on the wrong people. You need to focus on the people that are there on the floor with you every week. Right. Yeah. That's where the majority of your mind should be is with those people and how to make them better. Yeah. So that when people do come to the club, they go, okay, these look, this there's some pretty good skill levels going on here. Maybe that's something that will attract them to stay around a bit longer because hmm. they can kind of start to see if they stick with it, where they might um, kind of uh, progress to yeah. with time and effort. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that was a big shift with me and the amount of stress that just floated up off my shoulders after she had said that. And I'd kind of process it for a few days. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then that translates into me coming down and being very excited about being here. Right. Because I was at a pretty low point. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like dragging a dead horse. You know, it's just not, there's nothing shifting here. We can't get momentum going. Yeah. That translates into my attitudes and my demeanor in dealing with the people that are here. Mm. And if I'm coming in kind of like that and I'm like, I've got a negative bent to it, people pick up on that. And what happens? More people float away. But after she said that and that floated away from me, and now it's like I'm excited to be here. Mm. Like you saw today, a couple guys showed up. Mm-hmm. We spent a good two hours mashing it through. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the same level of excitement with those two guys here, possibly even more because they've chosen to take their morning off from whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Kind of crappy morning out there, windy, rainy. They've decided to come down and chuck themselves on the floor. I was feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's positive to me next time. And I'll go back and I'll think about the drilling we did. We'll probably do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, okay, how do we make that better? How do we get that excitement going? 
Yeah. How do we get the ball really rolling here? Well, I mean, I mean you think about it. At the end of the day, you, if you could have a choice between um, developing, say, a small group hmm. to a high standard yeah, yeah. or a large group to a low standard. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, choice. Yeah, right. That's it. Um, you know, we we all want to have a healthy, big, thriving um, group, right? Yeah, that's but it. Groups are going to go through ebbs and flows, and yeah, you yeah. Know, again, <laughs> maybe just being a bit kind to ourselves in the consideration of all this fear and COVID stuff. Yeah, like that, that's right. It. Um, it's like don't touch people, stay away from each other. <laughs> yeah, tell <laughs> you know, like it's it's a re- it. it's a real hard um, yeah. thing to balance out, especially when those sources and narrative are coming from yeah. um, like really trusted institutions, government, all this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a That's lot it. of public health messaging. Yep. You know, it's hard to balance that out. But coming back to that original point is mm-hmm. that, you know, the the core group and those people who have been training for a couple of years yeah. um, are really actually starting to, to, I mean, we all grow, but there's, there's more growth happening in my opinion. Yeah. Um, That's it, what Patrick was saying the other day. Yeah. He says he feels that the growth that we're doing – over the last while here, it's starting to pick up momentum and, and move a bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I would say that's a big, that's just a big, we, we're talking about the same things with my training with Sistema and my training with BJJ. It's just a matter of pace. We take things a bit slower because we add in the health aspect to it. We add in the massage work. We add in the, um, the soft conditioning and things like that. Yeah. And we, with the way I've chosen to to teach at the moment is that we're taking ideas and running with them for a week or so, more than a week. We'll bring it back in the picture, bringing back these ideas just to make sure that they're still not getting rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're still sharpening our skills as we go. We're adding into little bits and pieces. Yeah, it's a really cool process to watch. And it's really cool to watch what people will, in terms of, again, you know, what are the, what are they seeking? What are they latching on to? Yeah. It'll be quite different for different people. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, um, you're going to get that variability just based on, mm. you know, people and where they're at, but then also it's going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, it. um, yeah, I know certainly that's quite, that's quite true for, for yeah. myself. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. It's a very cool thing to watch. Yeah. Growth is cool. Yeah. Well, we, we get, we get jazzed when we, Take a little seedling home from the from the shop, put it in its in the in the pot that we've chosen for it. Put it somewhere special. Yeah, you know. A few days later, a couple of weeks later, we look back at it and we're like, "Whoa!" We get excited because we see the growth in it. Yeah, and when it starts to produce fruit, whoa! Yeah, we're all about it. Yeah, yeah. But again, just like with the fire, you got to tend the fire. You got to tend to that little plant. Mm. Got to give it the proper nutrition. You got to give it some water. Yeah. Got to give it the right amount of light. Otherwise, it's not going to do. It's not going to thrive. Yeah. It may survive. Mm. But we 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 need to have times when it's not just about survival. Yeah. We need to learn how to thrive. Mm. You know, whether that's in confrontation or just everyday life. Yeah. Thrive. Be excited about life. About the opportunities that are given to us. Mm. Don't put up. Don't put up too many walls. That's a big part of my growth over the years. Used to be a, a person that was like very regimented ideas about how things should be. Right. Um, and I, I will, I will credit openly 
Alex mm-hmm. in helping me discover that within myself and being getting rid of those blinders yeah. and being open to experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. Again, it's not all going to be um, your gravy. Mm. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's gristle. Yeah. We can learn from both of those things. We can take things away from the. Yeah. We, we should never um, discount strife and grief and trouble. Um, we've just had a, a good friend pass away. Look, that's, that's, um, you know, obviously it's not ideal. Uh, someone is, there's now a void in our life, but rather than focusing on that void, what we do, we're focusing on what he's given us over the years in terms of the camaraderie, especially with my wife. They're, they're very close together, mm. you know? So we focus on that part rather than the void that is, is now there and will be there for the rest of our time together. We focus on those little lessons that he gave us, um, what he talked us through, et cetera, et cetera. We're picking up on all the, all the good things. Yeah. 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 It makes me think, um, you spoke a little bit before, and I mean, this is a, mm. something that always comes up when you talk about system and martial arts training is that, you know, it, it, it develops you, makes you stronger. Yeah. But one of the unique things I think about, um, the process and the way that system is taught yeah. as I've experienced as you teach it and, and how, how it kind of rolls out is that, you know, you have that that kind of self-reflective thing. Again, it comes back to the idea, right? Like, you know, you are and you are becoming. So what are you becoming, yeah, right? Now, there's some emphasis or some some talking points in, yeah. in Sistema, right? You know, tension, relaxation. Well, hey, try and develop the relaxation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that narrative and that um, conversation that comes up around getting to know yourself. Yeah. Well, you can't get to know yourself and just have everything happy and positive all the time. You got to go into places yeah. that are uncomfortable. That's it. Which then builds that bridge talking about fear. Yeah. Right. And then to my mind, one of the underlying ideas with the systemic work is that we're getting stronger, getting to know ourselves, facing our fears so we can live our lives yeah. and live the lives yeah. that we want to live. Right. That's it. Yeah. yeah totally, man. Um, that to me, then when you're talking around, it's not all gravy. Yeah. Right. That that's okay because you've been able to become strong enough as a person mm. that you can experience that, yeah. but also derive some positive out of the negative as well. Yeah, right. That's yeah. It. Yeah. The only way to solve an issue is to readily, um, admit that there's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, we can we can push these things down, push these things down, and pretend life is great and whatnot. Mm. It's always a, there's always we always be an undercurrent. Yeah, yeah, mm. that just needs to be dealt with. Yeah, and this is a good place to do that. I think. Yeah, I reckon this is a this is a healthy environment to do that in. Yeah, yeah, because we're not um, we're a little bit different than a lot of martial arts. We're not sports focused. Some people do take it into sports. There's no doubt about it. You can apply these, um, what we're learning, this methodology to a, a very broad spectrum of activities and hobbies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's got to be done, though. The, the work has to be done. Yeah. yeah There's if, no if, doubt about it. That's right. Yeah. It, 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 without testing it, yeah. right, without the tempering process, yeah, as, as we talked about, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just an intellectual understanding yeah, that's that it. will crumble. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, now, we're, listen, we're actually yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. cresting on here around gotcha. uh, our time frame. Yep. 
original idea was how to be a good training partner. Do you got any closing thoughts on that or any encouragement or advice you would give uh, for somebody who's pursuing martial arts, wants to learn Sistema, or maybe wants to come down here in Auckland and uh, meet you and and come train in the club? Number one, show up. Walk through the door. Whether you're going to, you're just coming down to try it out. You've decided to jump on board. You're coming down. Okay. Number two, we talked about communication. Be open to experience. Yeah. Don't come in with, um, don't come in with, uh, thoughts that are too, too locked in or make no assumptions about what you may do, be doing in a day. Sometimes we'll get on a tier where we're doing the same information over and over and practicing the same drills. But most of the time when you come down to Sistema class, you just don't know what's going to be kind of chucked at you. Hmm. And just be open to that. With communication, it's a, it's a two-way street. It's not one-way street. It's not, um, it's not you taking, 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 taking yeah. all the time. You have to start to give back. And that's feeding your partner information, allowing them to have success at times. That's a big part of drilling. There needs to be a certain amount in the beginning, and this goes through all martial arts, a certain amount of compliance happening, so we're taking care of our partners. Yeah. Over time, as these things are um, understood and we're starting to develop some trust between partners and the group in the whole, we can start to really start to use that dial and start to dial up until we're getting some proper resistance, proper intensity happening, starting to really push into boundaries. Um, a really great thing for you to do, um, whether you're a practitioner now or you're just um, – you're thinking about getting into martial arts, sit down with a piece of paper, write it out, get it out of your brain, write down five things that you'd want to get from a class. Yeah. Coming down to a class on a regular basis. I've often said um, to the guys um, that come down all the time before you walk through that door, think of something simple. Think to your four pillars, choose one of those pillars that you're going to have at the forefront of your mind with your training from your own perspective, but you're also starting to ask questions. You're starting to look at your partners, say you've chosen relaxation. Obviously you're going to work on that for yourself, but you should be looking around the room. How are others accomplishing relaxation under various Mm. levels of distress? Um, In listening to the little voice inside yourself, Listening to your own intuitions, the gut feeling. Look, they say the the gut brain is is vast. Yeah, and controls a lot of us, and mm-hmm. there's a reason they call it a gut feeling. Yep. Yeah. Start to listen to that. Start to listen to those little voices inside yourself. Even listen to the ones of doubt and frustration. Yeah, because it's going to teach you things. It's going to teach you. Look, it's doubt and frustration is not a nice thing to to deal with. But again, there is an issue there. Start to broadcast that out. Don't hold it inside yourself anymore. Yeah. Be open to communication. Physically, verbally. Yeah. Just your demeanor and your attitudes. Yep. Yeah. Get communication going for yourself in all spectrums of your life, not just martial arts. Yeah. Excuse me. Think about what's happening around you. Yeah. Yeah. Think about your impact on others. Yeah. We, we often talk about this at the seminars at the end. Um, 
the objective is that you start to work on yourself. I want to work on myself because I want to be a better part of the group. I want the group to be strong so that we can start to send these ideas out into the world. To me, they're very positive ideas. And what's that going to do? It's going to make things better for everybody as best as we can. Obviously, we're, we're not. it's not a hero complex type of thing. It's just... Um, uh, Mikhail's got a there's a meme with Mikhail he says just be be a good person yeah keep it simple yeah be a good person this is helping me do that yeah I, I feel well I I I share obviously your your uh, idea on that and yeah. um, putting the good message out right and yeah. that's a big part about what this is all about you know that's great is that um, that's great enthusiasm know? with it yeah uh, is, um, I'm excited to see you pushing this forward cool yeah because this is an important thing to do Mm. We're, we're in a very small space in the world. Yeah. Um, within the realm of sports, martial arts is a small part of sports. Yeah. Sistema is, at this time, pretty small slice of that broader range of sports and martial arts. Yeah. So it's good to, it's good to free that you bring forth a voice in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing else like it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, mm-hmm. hey man, that's us. Thank no, you thank so you. much. Oh, thank you so much. Just, no, it's great chatting. Yeah. Anytime you want to sit down and have a bit of a chat. Um, great for me. Yeah. Cause it starts to, again, I'm starting to get these thoughts away from tumbling around. I'm starting to put them out in the world. Yeah. And I think um, in the long run, um, it's going to do me some good. It's going to do the group here some good. Yeah, nice. And hopefully it's going to have a nice ripple effect um, out into the broader context of life Yeah, for us all. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks so much. All right, man. Cheers. <laughs>